Welcome to It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And today, I have an all Hot Topics episode, and I have a special guest, friend of the show, Leslie. Say hey. Hello, everyone. All right. So, Leslie, what have you been up to? Um, what have I been up to? Working. Um, I took on a challenge in June, and I've been calling it a Healing Girls Summer. So I intend to let that extend through the remainder of the summer. And so July is another month of transformation, change, reflection, that kind of thing. And another thing that I'm doing that I'm really excited about is I'm doing a 25 um, burpee challenge daily. It's to raise money for Susan B. Komen and breast cancer. So I'll share more about that at the end of the show if you guys want to financially support and make donations for a worthy cause. Okay. Sounds good. And that starts today, right? Uh-huh. Yep. So I, what I think I'm going to do is spread it out. Uh, I, If anyone knows me, you know me. I cannot stand burpees. I hate them. But I want to stretch myself and challenge myself. So I'm definitely going to do it. So I don't know if I'm going to break the 25 up, maybe do a portion in the morning, a portion in the evening, but I'm definitely doing 25 burpees a day, which isn't a lot when you think about it, but it's a lot for me because I can't stand them. <laughs> I can't stand them either. Yeah. All right. So we haven't really been up to much. Um, I didn't record last weekend because we took an impromptu trip to the beach with Cherry Grove. That was amazing. It was. Um, and it really was just a relaxing trip. We really didn't do much. We kind of was just beach bunnies, pool bunnies. And uh, it was really good to disconnect for a little bit with work. And I, all the busyness that we've had going on this summer has been crazy thus far. Um, let's see. What else has been up? It's really all I've been up to. Um, looking forward to this recording today. So I guess uh, if you don't have anything else, we'll just go into the mantra of the day. Sure. All right. Today's mantra is... I am changing, transforming, and living my best life. I thought that was a good one because that's literally what we talk about and stress in our house. Um, we just, you know, leaning into change, you know, trying to be free, trying to uh, be mentally healthy. And um, yeah, so I think it's important to remember to do self-care and dive into yourself. So I thought that was a good mantra for today. Yeah, I like that, especially how it feeds into what I'm doing this summer with my hot healing girls summer. <laughs> All right. So let's just roll into the hot topics. We have quite a few today. So let's start with, um, let's see, we're going to start with some, some good. Then we're going to get into some not so good. And then we'll try to finish on, on a high note. So okay. the first thing I want to talk about was Simone Bowles and Megan Rapinoe. Um, they're set to receive the Medal of Freedom, which is the nation's highest civilian honor. Um, I was really excited when I saw this because I think it's well-deserved, uh, just to kind of give a, some backdrop. Um, you, we know that Simone Bowles has been fighting for um, and speaking out with mental health. Uh, I think it's important that more athletes are speaking out about um, some of their struggles and things that they're doing to try to, um, you know, combat that and putting themselves first. We saw that she did that in the Olympics when she didn't feel 
herself. And I totally understood that because you mean, you know, you can, she could have potentially been injured if she wasn't mentally there. Um, and she also had been the face for the sexual assault victims, which was just a, uh, it was, uh, it was such a, a sad case, but I'm glad that as a woman, you know, these set of women came out and spoke out about their, um, you know, what happened to them. Uh, I think when you're sexually assaulted, you know, most times it's, it's a couple with shame and, um, to be brave enough to speak out and, you know, testify and, uh, and win. Um, I thought that was really important. Um, with Megan Rapino. Uh, I've been watching a lot of the Title IX programs that's been on. Um, me and you watched one that was like an hour, and that was uh, with Candace Parker, and she, it was kind of centered around basketball. But um, I watched a four-part documentary on ESPN this week called 37 Words, which was absolutely phenomenal if you haven't watched it. And it basically talks about Title IX and, you know, women getting equal rights. Uh, and not just sports, you know, uh, even with, you know, the fight for equal pay and things like that, uh, sexual harassment. Um, and so getting some of those protections. And so that also was for sports as well. So they kind of went into um, some of the legal cases, but they also went into the fight for equal pay that we still are seeing, you know, trying to take place. But the biggest thing was the victory with the um, United States World uh, Soccer Team. And they actually won their case to get equal pay, which was which they definitely deserve. Because if you follow uh, women's soccer, and I'm a big women's soccer fan, um, for the USA team, they actually uh, have always been more successful than our than the men counterparts, and they were making essentially less than they were, which was crazy. Um, you know, we've seen them win gold gold medals, we've seen them win the World Cups, and they weren't making nowhere near the same as men. And so we saw that they actually won that and, and was awarded uh, equal pay. And so where Rapino's work, and she was very outspoken about it, you know, when it comes to these movements that you see with women, um, it's not just about uh, the present, it's about the future. So even though, you know, she's getting to the end of her career, you know, we do see that these um, type of victories is going to help the next generation coming up. So uh, that was just been amazing work. Me and you stayed up recently and we watched the um, Dream On documentary about the women's um, USA basketball team and just kind of how uh, that started and them being propelled forward. Uh, and they talked about their conditions that they had and, you know, barely getting paid anything and all of that. And so it takes a start from somewhere to kind of get to where they are now. And we see the WBA hit their 25th season. So it's been really cool. Uh, she's, I definitely think it's very deserving. And she also is an advocate for LGBTQIA um, rights and racial justice. So um, I, I felt really good about these two um, getting the medal. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, what do you think? I'm excited for both of them, especially for Megan, um, because as you said, she's really been at the forefront with, um, you know, commanding equal pay for um, women in general, women in sports in general. But I love also how active she's been in the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, she's still very active. I mean, shoot her Instagram profile picture is Black Lives Matter. And so I love how she's been vocal and using her platform in the way that she has. And, you know, the same for Simone Biles. You know, we, we don't want to 
lose sight of that, that she also took a stance with mental health and, you know, driving people to respect space and understand that your mental health is just as important as your physical health. So um, I find it admirable. I was surprised to see that Denzel, um, Denzel Washington is also one of the recipients. There are 22 recipients and um, he's one of them as well. So I need to read about that because um, I saw that he was listed as well. But when we, you know, circling back to Simone and Megan, I think it's very apropos and um, it's amazing to see what women are doing um, in general. Um, they're being trailblazers, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And I want to say how much I appreciate the fact that you've opened me up. I mean, I watch sports and I pay attention, but I really haven't taken a deep dive into women's sports um, until, what, the last, what, two years or so. And I just have such a great appreciation for women in sports. And it's just mind-boggling to me that we're still so many so many eons behind there's so many ground so much ground to gain but I love that there's more excitement about um, the WNBA and um, I think that we're going to see a huge paradigm shift with women in sports in general uh, because we're seeing such um, a huge display with Title IX the documentaries that you've talked about um, it's really enlightened me, and it's nice to see that other people are being enlightened by it as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's good that they actually are making these documentaries to kind of cast some light on these things. Because I think sometimes when you you don't really know the backstory and you don't really understand what's going on, you know, um, I mean, I've been watching the NBA this week with free agency just starting and just seeing these huge, crazy contracts. I mean, it's just been like, you know, yeah. crazy. And I get that the NBA is obviously a, a, a big machine, you know, but if you, if you show women plan and you support, then you'll see what you get out of that. And that, and I, and I mean, yeah. you even saw that on the documentary with the, the women's soccer team. I mean, you know, they didn't even want to um, give them their own world cup. And then they finally yeah. decided to, and look how many people pour out to those games. You know, it's amazing. And like, I love sitting and watching it and I love doing the Olympics roll around and watching them in the Olympics. And so, you know, if you give them a platform, you know, it, it, it is there. I was watching, yeah. um, recently the, the softball world series was on and they actually had more viewership than the, the baseball, the men's baseball world series. And so it's just, if you support and you actually put these people on TV and put women on TV and show the sports, people will watch. It's a lot of people that want to support. And I, and it's some people out there that still, you know, make crazy comments. Like I, I'm on Twitter a lot and I sit and look at the, I look at the comments and I shouldn't. Sometimes I just want to see what people are saying. And it, yeah. it's crazy sometimes when you read the comments and how people really speak negatively about women in sports. I, I really don't really get it because these are like world-class athletes and, you know, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's just crazy. Yeah. But. I think it's crazy too. And I feel terrible because I need to educate myself more um, about women in sports in general. 
And again, you know, I do have a greater appreciation for women in sports, but I was thinking about salary. You know, we still have so many women who go overseas. Look at Brittany Griner. I know we'll talk about that in a minute, but, you know, she's still traveling overseas to where she makes the bulk of her money playing professionally. And I just wonder when will we see the value in women in sports where, you know, women have million dollar contracts. I mean, um, what's the guy that dates Jordan? Um, he got like a $224 million. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Like, what are you, what are you going to do at 224? <laughs> I mean, you, the contracts that's coming out from NBA has just been crazy. I yeah, been, that's I crazy. Like, wow. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't know. Um, you know, the we saw that the CBA with the WBA have come out with, uh, excuse me, a new contract. Um, and so the, the women are getting a little more. I mean, this is the most they've got, yeah. 200, I think the max is like 250000 And, you know, it changed. But that's pennies on the dollar. Yeah, I when know. When you think about what men make in, in sports. Uh, I mean, LeBron James just accomplished being um, categorized as a billionaire. I know that a lot of this is because of investments and, and smart business decisions, but you can't overlook the fact that this man has crazy contracts, you know, to play ball. Yeah. And, you know, it's just unfortunate that women aren't treated or recognized at the same level because I know just in Phoenix you know the women's team in Phoenix gets a lot of attention um, they do have quite a bit of support and yet we're talking about here in 2022 that they're finally reaching 250,000 that's crazy yeah yeah and I mean change takes time you know because before they were only getting paid like 50,000 that's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> I can't believe that, but you know, it, you know yeah. we just gotta just continue to support. I think these documentaries do help, though, like actually being like, oh wow, like you know, actually understanding that because a lot of times we see, and we'll roll into the Brittany Griner thing. It's been so much centered around that with like, well, why were they overseas and all that? And I'm like, well, women have to go overseas to make exactly. money. They make millions of dollars over there, and you know, I, I would go overseas too, you know, to make, to make the money to yeah. you know, withstand in general. Um, yeah. the, the positive side is that a lot of these women do graduate with degrees because they do, you know, go through college, um, most times all four years. And so, you know, you see a lot of them are working on their careers. So they'll have something after you see Candace Parker working, Scott Dillis, yeah. um, Scott, uh, Scott Diggs, um, working, I don't know why I couldn't get her name out. Um, and so, uh, NECA, I mean, you see them getting into commentary and stuff like that. And I think that's good, you know, just being able to have something after you finish. And I think that's what, you know, the main push is, is that they're making this money now during a career, but a lot of them in their career with no money, you know, yeah. not enough money to have for the rest of your life, unless you're doing something to set yourself up or getting endorsements to where you can, you know, have something, you know, you don't really see many signature shoes, you're starting to see a little yeah. bit more now, but it's just it's just going to take time. But but it does take trailblazers to speak out and be passionate about it and kind of, you know, get that ball rolling. So let's just roll into the Brittany Griner update. I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. I've been kind of, you know, keeping her in my thoughts and prayers because I think this whole situation is just a crazy situation. It is. It's it is so crazy. sad. Yeah. And um, I was looking at something today because now the trial has started. 
And basically they were, they were talking about, um, she literally had 0.7 of THC, which is nothing. And it could have been planted. It could have been whatever, but that basically is something with that amount is something that should have just been a fine. And I agree. She, you know, shouldn't be still in jail for four months now. She's been in jail. They're yeah. they're basically trying to accuse her of trafficking, like just just absurd, you know, charges against her. I'm praying that she's able to come home. You know, I'm sure this is very just scary for her family in general. Um, she has children. She has a wife, and you know. <laughs> it's clear that she's like a prisoner of war, you know, and they're trying to just dangle her, you know, as this, um, what's the word I want to say? I can't think of what I'm trying to say, but they're trying to just basically dangle her inside of this war. And, um, Oh yeah, she's definitely in a tug of war scenario. I mean, you know, you just spoke about how much was found in the bag, but you know, the Russians are categorizing it as a significant amount of cannabis oil and I know that um they're looking to one of the um guys that um searched her back the customs agent um they're looking for the customs agent to testify and what's interesting also is that she hasn't had the opportunity to plead innocent or guilty that's interesting in itself yeah but you know I don't understand and, and this is when we get into politics and I'm very wet and green when it comes to politics, but I don't understand why the U.S. isn't able to exercise more influence because how long has she been there now? Four it's been a minute. I think it's morning. February, February 17th. I yeah. Think. Yeah, she yeah, it's been, it's been, yeah. For what is a, <laughs> a sm- what the amount that you would house in a vape pen, right? Yeah, that's what she, that's what it was for. I mean, really, truly, mm-hmm. I mean, you can go to the store right now and go get, you know, some gummies that pretty much the, the same amount. And I mean, you know, my thing is a lot of people use um, the CBD stuff and THC stuff for, you know, anxiety. I mean, all types of things yeah. you're using it for. So I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just crazy. I, it's a really sad, sad case. I think um, it's scary. And uh, a lot of times, you know, they're t- talking about how like she doesn't always get her phone calls. Like, I think she has representation now. Um, I don't know. I don't it's know. sad. It's really sad. And my heart goes out to her and her wife. The only thing that I, you, if I had to say anything, I truly get her wife's desperation to bring her home. But I just wish that she had the right people around her um, to guide her, advise her, and help her keep this at the forefront. You know what I mean? I think some of the people that she's looking to garner support from and to keep the story relevant, I don't know if they're the right people. I don't know. And I also wonder, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday what does this mean for other female athletes? Will they continue to travel abroad? Because Russia and Italy are the two highest paid um, countries for women's professional basketball. So do you think that this will make women 
you know, stop and pause for a moment before they go overseas? Do you think that? You know, I don't know. I mean, for the ones that maybe can afford to, I, I definitely, I mean, she's one of the top players in the world, you know, yeah. so I wouldn't take my ass back over there, you know, if it was Mika, but <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it's scary. It's I mean, really it, re- it really, it really is. Yeah. Um, but I'm always like, I mean, you know how I am when I travel and I'm, I'm the most paranoid person in the world, but you, you know, I honestly think that this is not something that she's not ever done. I think she's probably, she's traveled back and forth to Russia. So she's been playing with them for a while. So I don't think that this is something that is uncommon. I'm pretty no, sure. They said it's know. commonplace for her to do this and that, you know, um, there's, there's mystery behind why they're exercising at this time to use her as an example or to make an example of her, because this is something that's commonplace for her. Right. And, and a lot of athletes, a lot of athletes do CBD yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, I don't know, I, you know, just prayers to her and her family, you know, um, I have been kind of keeping up with, you know, what's going on, you know, when, when stuff come out, I read the articles and stuff and just kind of paying attention, but I'm fearful for her. You know, I really am. I, am too. I don't know. What is this? On. It's like a 20, it, she's facing 10 to 20 years. years. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah, that's Over crazy. Point seven THC is insane. It is really yeah. insane. And the thing of it is, is they're saying that once they sentence her, um, that there's still the possibility of her being released. But so that's confusing for me. And that's where I really need to read and educate myself more because I don't understand Russia's um, justice system or whatever. But they're saying that once she actually gets a ruling and a sentence that she can be released possibly. Yeah, that's wild. I don't know. It is. I don't know. It so is. the next thing I have on for uh for topics is R. Kelly. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> we um we saw this week that he was given 30 years for racketeering and sex trafficking crimes. Um he still has to go to trial in Chicago and Minnesota. Um here's the thing. I've been, I, I was happy with the, with the conviction. Um, I haven't listened to R. Kelly music and I, I don't even know how many years it's been. It's probably 15 years, maybe. I, I don't even know. Like once I kind of got an understanding of what was good with him, um, I definitely have no support for him at all. And my thing is, um, it's been, it's, I think it's kind of crazy when you see people, uh, coming out and saying like, you know, this is too long and this is wrong. Like his, uh, the 30 years, um, I yeah. think it's deserved. I mean, this man has ruined people's lives, completely broken people. Um, I listened he to some raped of the women. and tortured children. Yeah. I listened to some of the women, <laughs> um, after, and, uh, you know, it was just, it was sad. We, we watched a couple of years ago, the surviving R Kelly. And I remember, um me and you especially the episode when the mom was like trying to break her kid out of the hotel that he had them in and you know me and you just cried we finished watching that and we literally sat there in bed and cried yeah it's it's crazy and then especially when you have kids like you know a lot of times when I when I read comments and they're like oh you know they were some of these people are 17, 18, like you are not an adult 17, 18. You don't even, your brain is still developing. Like you don't even have the common sense to understand. And also Stockholm syndrome is real. It is. You know, you can love the person that is abusing you. 
Um, I will say for R. Kelly, you know, I wish that so many people weren't, um, what's the word I want to say, supporting the things he was doing um, because he really needed to get help. Um, Absolutely. You know, a part of me can say he's part a victim as well because he wasn't well, you know, Uh, he was sexually assaulted as a kid, um, molested and, you know, he had trauma and trauma can manifest in so many different ways to where, you know, then he becomes this monster. And they were saying that he, the more and more he did it, the more and more of a monster he became. And some of the things that he made these women do, i.e., um, you know, had buckets in their rooms, made them eat their um, feces, you know, uh, the the rapes and all types of stuff. I mean, it, it was horrible. I mean, it is it is yeah. horrible. And uh, it's crazy because he it I, I will give him this. He has a talent that's bananas. I mean, and his ability to create and he created music that emoted. I mean, it created emotion from people, but I think that people really should take a step aside of that and look at the fact that he is truly an example of someone where hurt people hurt people, right? But he took it to a level that I can't even fathom. And what's interesting is that, you know, um, (laughs) I took the time to go out to Twitter when uh, his sentence was announced. And it was crazy to me, the number of people who sympathized and even questioned his sentencing. And there were a few who even compared him to Jalene Maxwell, who was the accomplice with Jerry Epstein. And they were saying, oh, she just got 20 years. But no, I think he should have gotten even more time than what he got when you think about the levels, and yes, I use the word torture because it is a form of torture, the things that he did. I mean, one of the young ladies um, that he was holding hostage, I mean, he was really playing mind games with her and having her behave and groomed her to be treated like a male. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, he had this girl tattooed all this stuff and would beat her if she did not behave with androgyny or leaning toward uh, or leaning towards masculine behavior that's crazy to me yeah. so I basically feel like put the man under the jail lock throw away the key and in the meantime should he probably have a venue to Um, process the trauma that he had absolutely but no he should pay for what he did to those women and children I mean they were children he doesn't really have any remorse like he didn't didn't say anything you know after like it's it's just crazy it's that whole shit is just a sad situation and I don't understand the people that say oh you know you can separate um, the man from the music. I can give another example. The, the thing that came out this week, I was telling you about Miles Bridges, the plays for the Charlotte Hornets. And, you know, he got a felony domestic violence charge against his wife. And people are just like, oh, well, you know, we can just separate. But how? Like, how can you separate? I don't know how you can, because I was a diehard 
diehard Michael Jackson fan. Loved him. The sun rose and set with Michael Jackson. I saw the documentaries on HBO and it blew my mind to where I can no longer listen to a Michael Jackson song. I, I removed all of his music from my music library because I feel so strongly about the fact that what he did was completely wrong. Now, I do recognize that he didn't have the typical childhood. Um, and I do believe that he experienced some trauma as a kid. But at the end of the day, what he did was wrong. I mean, this man was a father himself, desired to have children, created life. And he still was so inappropriate. And I had a conversation with someone oh, recently. I know it's allegedly, but I believe, I believe these kids. Now, I do find fault with the parents because I, I don't know if the parents were caught up in the fame and they were starry-eyed because they gave him absolutely too much access to their children. But I can't listen to a Michael Jackson the song. It's definitely hard to fucking blame because, I mean, I, yeah. I watched some of that with you. I didn't watch the whole thing, but just the, him even having like a, what, a fax machine to he did. He had a fax get machine. in contact with the kids and laying up in bed with them. So regardless Boy, of yeah, whatever area. was transpiring, you know, yeah. that in itself is crazy as fuck. Like, ain't no grown ass man going to be doing that with my kid regardless. So I agree. I, I, but this is what I'm saying. It's like, I think people enable, enable behaviors. You know, yeah. same for R. Kelly, same with the Michael Jackson situation. Like, you definitely wasn't able. And all those people around R. Kelly was watching what he was doing. They knew about it. He's paying off the cops in Chicago, all that shit. Like, they knew about this shit for years. And now you want to come out and be like, it yeah. Turned to blind eye. Yeah. Turned because of who he eye. was. And he's making this right. movie. And he's doing this. But I'm like, but you turn a blind eye to a person, you know, like literally one guy talked about how they would be in the studio and you can hear knocking on the door, like yeah. the room, you know, it's just crazy. It's crazy. I, if I saw, if I was there present for some shit like that, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on in here? And would turn it out. You hear me? I'm telling you. <laughs> I would have turned it out because there's no way in the world that I could co-sign on that turn a blind eye. What happened to, having a conscience and conviction those two those two words right there that's what's missing i don't know what's happened where people no longer have moral compass i don't understand it yeah. but no i don't know how people can separate the music from the man because i can't listen to an r kelly song i mean he's completely canceled for me <laughs> And I can't listen to a Michael Jackson song. It's canceled for me. And I struggle because um, Michael Jackson, he was a creative musical genius. He really was. Yeah. But yeah. I can't, I can't support it. But yeah, I definitely think that, um, you know, R. Kelly will be in jail for the rest of his life. And I mean. As he should. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. So I wasn't really surprised by the news and. I, I'm sure he'll get more time with his other uh, when the other trials come as well. So um, let's see. So the next big thing that happened was the Roe versus Wade reactions. Girl, physical. I, I was telling you the other day, I'm shocked at how strongly I feel about this. And it's to the point where I've had 
physical reaction to it. And I'm trying not to get so caught up in it, but I find myself reading um, so many news articles and yes, and it just completely fuels my anger. I'm so angry and I just hate that we as women, you realize, you know, this, first of all, for us to be hearing this in 2022 is asinine to me. In your words, insane. Yeah. It's completely insane. Uh, we have lost ground and it has put us back 50 years. You would think we were in a third world country at this point. And I don't understand why women's rights are not taken as seriously as they should be. I mean, you think about it, it's just within recent years that we've had the ability to vote. And, and now uh, they're, they're taking away our ability to make decisions regarding our own reproductive system. Yeah. And it's scary um, to see what's happening. Now you're seeing pharmacies, um, they're having to put a limit on the number of plan B kits <laughs> that's purchased at a time. I think now you can only purchase two kits okay. at a time and uh, people are going crazy. And what was it you told me literally the day after the ruling, was it Arkansas that they canceled uh, all of the schedule? It might be Arkansas and Kentucky. Um, yeah. and I think a judge did come and, and, you know, tell them they blocked it, but just give a backdrop for those that, that don't know. So, uh, Roe versus Wade was overturned. Um, and they're not, they're not, um, banning abortions. It's basically left to the state, the state, which is even more reason as to why people should make sure that we get out and vote and vote for people that make sense, even on a local level, because those are going to matter. Um, because your state is going to be the one to make the decision on whether or not uh, they're going to approve it. Um, I should have wrote this down before I got on, but there's already already been, I think, six or seven states that have banned it. Um, it is. It's six. And put restrictions on it. And then you're going to see more probably putting restrictions on like what. Um, so the main key things that I feel like, um, which me and you have been talking about this for a week now, um, I think you're going to see more people. I don't think it's going to stop you from getting abortions. I think you're going to just be seeing more people that are doing it illegally or trying to do some home type things to, to you know, um, have an abortion. Also, I think the thing that's scary is they're like, I, I guess you have the ability to go to another state that allows abortion, but you technically can, if you're in a state that don't allow and you go somewhere else, like um, I was reading that, like they can um, charge you with murder. Yeah. But that's some scary shit. That's kind of like, it's wow. very scary. It's very scary. And, you know, we live in a state right now where um, Roy Cooper is saying that he remains a proponent and an advocate for women and he doesn't have the intention of of that changing for the state of North Carolina but I'm afraid even for our state because now you're seeing I don't know if you've watched recently in the news now you're seeing an uprising of more and more Republicans throwing their hats in the ring <laughs> to act as leaders for their their states or or cities or whatever and 
you've touched on something that's very important. We need to, one, educate ourselves about the people who desire to represent us. And then we need to definitely exercise our right to vote. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not just about women exercising their right, but the Browns, Blacks and Browns, we really need to get out there and act as advocates for ourselves and recognize that there is power in your right to vote. Yeah. And, you know, it just makes me so passionate about it, even more so now with Roe v. Wade and, and what's to come. I mean, you know, now they're talking about, you know, making changes to several other things like um, same-sex marriage. Um, um, yes, I mean, it's, it's really, this it's is a- big, shit. It's some crazy shit. It is. It's, it's a really crazy, crazy. crazy time yeah. for us to be living in. And I don't think that our country, um, where we once had the reputation of this being the greatest country on earth, it's not. Um, and I think that this Roe v. Wade, it just speaks volumes about the lack of harmony and um, the dissension in our country. Yeah. It's great. It's, it makes me afraid. I mean, I feel like we need to make, I think we need to really consider living abroad <laughs> because um, this country isn't for us. It just yeah. isn't. It's okay. not for women. And, you know, and I, and I was, uh, I've been looking at, you know, just some of the comments and all that. And, and it's crazy to me because a lot of times I think there's so many misconceptions around abortion, like why yeah. people get them. Like everybody keeps saying, well, you should, you shouldn't just be out having sex. And like, I've seen crazy stuff and I'm like, but that's not always why women, um, you know, get abortions and things like that. Like, I mean, things can happen where they have to, they have to get abortion, you know? Um, they might, you know, they might get, you, you know, you get tested to see if you have any genetics thing going on or any disorders. I mean, it's a lot of things that go into it that they might have, you might have to make a decision to terminate a pregnancy. Um, and it's not just single people that get abortions, people that's married get abortions. Um, you see that. I mean, and honestly, you know, I know people who, um, I know somebody that had a vasectomy and they're married and they still got their wife pregnant. So, well, you know, you know that um, they've had a 900% increase in the number of men who are electing to have vasectomies since this Roe v. Wade turn. Yeah, 900% increase. That's bananas. That is bananas to me. My prayer is that you're not in your 20s and 30s May, while I know that vasectomies can be reversed, I pray that people are not having vasectomies at a young age where they could possibly hinder their ability to be parents later in life. But it's crazy to hear that there's a 900% increase in elective vasectomies. But you know, something in the reality is like, I, I love kids, you know, I would have so many if I could afford them. But like some people don't want to have kids. Yeah. And I think that's okay if you have to make the choice of whether or not you want them in this in the sense say, well, you can't have sex. I mean, you know, like it's unrealistic. And, and and you can do every you can use condoms, be as safe as possible, and shit happens, man. Like and none of this shit is foolproof and like, you know, shit happens. And I just think that as a woman, you know, you should be able to make the decision of what you want to do with your body. 
you know, I even feel that way when husbands are like, or, or boyfriends, like they want to have a kid. I think the fact that this woman has to carry the child, she has to be the one yeah. to go through all of this and giving birth, you're close to death. Every, every time a woman gives birth, you know, it should be the woman's decision on what she wants to do with her body and nobody else. And so yeah. I, I think it's crazy. It's, it's super scary. Um, all this shit. I, I feel like sometimes, and we're going to get into the Clarence Thomas statement. I think sometimes when I like for the past He's four idiot. years, I feel like we've been in the fucking twilight zone. Like I, I really, really, really feel that way. Like um, with 45 being in office and then fucking COVID and all the shit with the vaccine and like all of a sudden everybody's damn anti-vaxxers and all this crazy shit. And, you know, now this and just the stuff that you're seeing and like, I mean, literally, um, oh, I can't remember her name. Damn. I was watching this thing where uh, this Republican was talking about um, how they're protecting the the white life. I don't know if you saw that night. Like, I didn't, but fucking crazy. I'm like protecting the white, the white life. Yeah. You know? With 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 the with the overturn of Roe versus Wade, and I'm just like, what in the world is going on here? Because it's not going to stop people from not getting abortions. It's really not. No, it's not. I think it's you're going to see more people dying trying to get an abortion, which is scary. Yeah. yeah, I just hope it doesn't take us back to that time because, yeah, I, I but I'm very afraid for women in general, especially young women. Um, I hope and pray that people don't make decisions out of desperation that could have bigger, big, you know, um, a bigger impact later. And my prayer is that we are able to see um, with protest and smart decision, more and more people getting out the vote and being active um, in this election process and the people that we put in these positions, hopefully we'll see an increase in that uh, because this is, it's a scary time to live in, in, in the United States. It's really scary. It really is. And after the day of that the Roe versus Wade uh, was overturned, Clarence Thomas um, spoke out saying he was the one saying that the next thing that we need to look at is the same sex marriage and yeah. uh, contraceptions. And I think something yeah. else, but it's funny because he didn't say anything about interracial dating, but I digress, but <laughs> um, you know, with things to um, overturn, but um, so this week he made false claims stating that the COVID vaccine are developed using cell lines derived from aborted children. What the fuck? Girl common sense now at some point you know we have to exercise common sense do we really think that they're taking this extract from from a procedure a medical procedure do we really believe that they're taking an extract from that sample and using these cells to to create the vaccine please stop it Clarence Thomas is an idiot. And if any, and, and it's scary because he's putting this stuff out there and people really are drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And I don't understand. Reading is fundamental people. But how is it legal for you to make, to put out misinformation like that? To even make it's not legal. Like and that. it's very irresponsible. It's so irresponsible on so many levels. It's so disappointing that this cat is even saying this kind of stuff. 
I, I, I don't know, but this is why, you know, we have to continue with the messaging and Meek, you should continue to use your platform because people need to read and educate themselves. It's as simple as fucking Google. You yeah. can Google shit, educate yourself and make sure that you truly have an understanding of what is going on around you. Yeah. And actually care about what's going around you. Absolutely. You know? actually, Absolutely. Especially, like our generation, but especially the younger generation, because, you know, they really... I think sometimes with a younger generation, it's like, well, that shit don't really affect me. So I don't really care, but it definitely does. Cause I mean, oh, absolutely. when you're young, you know, your fertiles all get out and you, you're doing a lot of things. I've been young before where you're not really thinking, you know, you're probably not the smartest ever with some of the decisions that you're making and, you know, mistakes can happen. And so this shit definitely affects everyone. Everyone on so many levels. Agreed. And this level of misinformation and throwing out these blanket statements saying that they think they should look at same-sex marriage and they should look at um, you know, uh, contraceptions and shit like that, like that's insane. I mean and it's got it's, people scrambling, you know, because now people who are currently married in same-sex marriages or who are currently in same-sex marriages that are looking to create family, uh, begin building their family, they're running rampant and scared. They're trying to make sure that they have all their their paperwork in order. Um, It's been, this Roe v. Wade is huge on so many levels because now it really makes you think about and revisit everything that we've accomplished within the last um, 30, 50 years. Because um, it, it, it means that nothing is is solid at this point. Nothing is solid. I, I don't know. And, and it makes me angry at times because I personally know people who chose not to vote, who chose not to take stand and look at where we are. And you might think that you're just one person, but that one person does make a difference. Don't forget. This past election, you know, Stacey Abrams, she showed you just how powerful your vote is. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. If nobody else, Stacey Abrams showed you that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm afraid. I'm really afraid for what's about to happen and, and what will we see? I don't want to take us too far into politics, but what we'll see with um, the next election that's creeping up on us very quickly you know who will we have in office it's really scary it is scary i mean it's especially especially as women you know it is it's crazy i'm just i'm blown away you know and i'm not always a person don't have words to say but you know this whole thing and just seeing stuff and just the statements that's made i mean saying that the covid vaccine is derived from the the cells of aborted children is just absolutely one disgusting and just fucking insane. Like it is disgusting. When it's we insane. still have COVID rampant in 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 the United States, COVID is still fucking here, alive and well, a part of our everyday. And I mean, even down to you know, even for me and you, like we love concerts and all that stuff. And you know, we say we're like nervous, you know, about being around yeah. people. Still nervous about like you know. Making life decisions here. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing our mask back on, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It we really still see people is. around us that get COVID all the time. And so it's just 
it's insane, but I digress. <laughs> so let's, let's end on, um, let's end on a higher note, um, lighter note. So let's see. Um, you want to talk about what we've been watching? Even though you, you watch well, a lot of shows without me. So, um, I know, watch a lot of stuff. More so what you've been watching, because clearly uh, <laughs> you just watch it without me. So, you know. Girl, let me see. What am I watching without you right now? Um, everything. I'm not watching everything without you, but I'm definitely watching um, the Love and Marriage um, franchise, both um, Huntsville and D.C., I've got to catch up, excuse me, but I've been watching that and it's been hilarious. I think that. How's DC? I only watched one episode. No, that's what I was just getting ready to tap on. Um, Monique Samuels, you know, she was previously with um, Real Housewives of Potomac and Carlos King extended this opportunity to her for um, Love and Marriage DC. So she's, she's the connecting factor for all of the couples that are on this show. But I think that it's interesting to see Monique Samuels in in this light. I do think that we're getting the um, most, (coughs) excuse me, I'm sorry, the most authentic piece of Monique Samuels. It really does give you some insight into her marriage with Chris. I do like that she's embracing black girl joy. Um, So I'm really feeling that she's locked her hair. um, And she is really attempting to use Love and Marriage DC to catapult her brand. Um, You know, she's got the mommy podcast and she's into um, holistic healing and all that kind of stuff. But um, the other two couples... I find to be interesting as well. I do have a favorite couple, but I'll wait for you to watch to see who your favorite couple will be on Love and Marriage um, DC. And in Huntsville, that's just a train wreck. And um, it it gives me mindless entertainment, to say the least. It doesn't require me to think. And I continue to sit in awe of um, Marceau and Tish, one of the couples on the show. Yes, it's crazy. Uh, I need to get caught on both of those. You do, um, especially Huntsville, because Huntsville, um, Huntsville has become very uh, interesting. The drama that's but Tish knows that Marceau cheap. That's why. I, that's why I sometimes be like, okay, like girl. You thing is you, but you, but you know, unless unless your partner is just that fucking good, that good, but he's not even that good. Like he disappears, he's, he's in different states. She don't even know where he's at. He never different countries. Yeah, girl, he, he went to Africa. He gaslights her all the time. Yes, her, like he went like to Africa without her. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I'm gonna get caught up on that. Um, let's see. Uh, what am I watching? I just finished Love Match Atlanta. I actually really like that show. I didn't think I was going to like How you that. got into that. I don't know. Yeah, that thing was crazy. Um, they barely was matching anybody. I thought what I got into about it was that it's interesting when you see people looking for love and then you see like what they like their requirements in quotations, like what they want. And yeah, this one chick was on there and she's she's going to a matchmaker. And I mean, she went, she got on this date with this guy 
and immediately she drilled him. Like he he came to the date, he took her on a picnic. Now I did think it was weird that he came to the date in an Uber, but Atlanta traffic is crazy. And so it maybe is. he just didn't want to drive. I don't really know his rationale, but the first thing, you ain't got no car, you know? And then she just started like ripping into him. Like, you know, asking him, does he have a vasectomy? I mean, crazy shit. Like they- On the first date? On the first date. Wow. So so when she, um, when she went and uh, like they give a briefing after and he was like, that that was the worst day he's ever been in. He was like, girl, it's crazy. But she doesn't get that she's really like, I think I didn't show two of her dates, but she's like, she's really kind of like, that was the girl that I was telling you that she said that um, she doesn't want a man to have self-esteem, high self-esteem, you know what I'm talking about? Oh uh, yeah, I remember now. Was, That's no, crazy. It was just crazy. Like when you just- I was shocked. And I didn't mean to cut you off, Mika, oh, you I'm sorry. Oh, but I was shocked about the amount of money that's paid um, to be matched with someone. I, I can't remember, but I know it was in the six figures yeah. what one man paid this particular love matcher. And I was shocked. Like, I know that dating is difficult. I know that it's hard out there to meet quality people. But I just, I just can't imagine paying six figures to help me find love. Well, I think if you're lonely enough, I mean, there's one lady was on there and she's a doctor and it's, she's like, it's just, it's just hard for her. She works crazy hours and, you know, it's hard for her, but we're going to mm-hmm. have an episode in two weeks with the girls talking about it, oh, yeah. um, which would be good because it's like, uh, we're getting kind of like, not older, but what were we years with like mid mid forties, late thirties, mid forties. So, but I, but I like, I'm going to enjoy that because we had one before where we were talking to people in their early thirties and late twenties. Yeah. And so yeah. I think different stages in life talking about dating and, you know, as I, you know, here comes Mika with her anti-relationship stance, but I think love is beautiful. And I think that being in a relationship is cool, you know, but I think that it can be overrated personally. I I somewhat understand why you would say that, but because I don't know, I don't know if I should categorize myself this way, but I think that I'm very much a traditionalist when it comes to relationships, not completely traditionalist. I mean, AKA Meek and Leslie, but um, I do think that there's something to um monogamy um I I do think that there's something to have in that one and you know I love love you know I do so I just love the idea of of love I, I don't know if um relationships if there's ever true agape love you know I talked about that earlier this week with you but um I love the idea of two people connecting and being able to build life together and, and being able to travel this journey of life together. I do like that. So I don't know if I'm romanticizing relationships and maybe I am, um, but I do think that there's something to that. I don't like the, I do think it's unfortunate that 
in the era that we're in now, you've got women, especially black women who outnumber men. Um, men right now, they have too many choices in my opinion. And in some ways, I think we enable them to have options, <laughs> you know, but I say all that to say, I, I like the idea of relationships and I have so many friends who are single and they want to get chosen. Um, I don't necessarily agree sometimes with some of the things that they do to be chosen, but um, I, I, I want for all of my friends to be able to be in happy, healthy, thriving relationships. I do want that. Yeah, but I think that's, so I, yes, I, I agree with you. And so that's why I think that, you know, people are paying the money. I just feel personally that I think sometimes my disconnect relationships is that I think people go into relationships and I used to be that person, you know, when I was young though, you know, they go into these relationships without any thought, you know, like you can see a million red flags and you're just like, I just want to be in a relationship, you know? And, and it's like, that, those are the parts I'm like, hmm, you know, sometimes it's, it's okay to sink into yourself and really, you know, work on yourself. So when you do actually meet somebody, you're actually ready for a relationship. Because a lot of times a relationship can ruin your damn life. It can. I think that's where it's important. And I know we'll talk about this in a few weeks. But I think that's why it's important to have a true sense of self. And, you know, there's always something about self-discovery and, and knowing who you are. And when you're solid in who you are, you're able to... <clears throat> make smart decisions, not be jaded, um, definitely be, um, and, and you should be hyper aware of red flags. I, I don't think that you should discount. If something doesn't feel right, if something rubs you the wrong way, I think you should pay attention to that. Not the superficial things, but the, the deep shit that really means something. Yeah. Um, and I also think that people should think about what their standards are or quote unquote um, bucket list items are for a mate. And I think that it's okay that you have those items penciled in instead of inked in. And what I mean by that is you should be able to um, recognize that the person that's for you, they might not necessarily come in the packaging that you're looking for. Right. You know, yeah. and I think so many, especially when I think about my friends and women in general, I think that we um, shortchange ourselves when we think about what we want from a potential mate. And if, you know, I have a friend literally who met a guy, very nice, had a good job, owned his home. Every, great conversation but she could not kick it with him because his hands were small <laughs> yeah. I, and and I, I do get that sometimes we have quirks and and nuances but do you really want to discount meeting and, and at her age at her age especially late 40s approaching 50 is it really smart to discount the potential in someone? because of something minute like small hands right but I think you know the reality is though but that's what I mean I think that sometimes you want these things 
but are you ready for these things? And so I guess my main thing with relationships is just that anytime that I talk about relationships, I just always advise people that it's work. No matter oh, how you know, great the shit may be, it's, it's work and it's responsibility. And so for me, that's why I'm just kind of like, you know, love is cool. It's great, but <laughs> it's work though. I mean, every day I have to get up and be intentional. I have to, you know, put my shit aside. I can't just roll out the house and do whatever the fuck I want. You know, I have to actually think, you know, about other people constantly, you know, more than I probably think about myself. And so, um, and it's not that I don't mind, I don't, I, I mind doing it. Like I, you know, I love my family, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it can be kind of like, okay, I'm in this relationship, you know? And um, so that's why I thought it was interesting to watch that show because they want love, but when they go through these like, you know, um, like conversations and, you know, interviews and things like that, like it's, it's just a shit show. Like it just be yeah. like, what in the world? <laughs> like you say you want these things, but they, it takes some time to change, you know? So yeah. I got, I did end up getting into that just because I like, I like looking at people and the way they think and just how people work. It, it was interesting. Um, I don't think nobody got matched though, but yeah, but uh, it was interesting. Because they were crazy and yeah. the matchmakers were crazy. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how you watch this shit. I, do. I don't know. Uh, I hope it comes back. Uh, let's see. What else are we watching? We finally, we finally, uh, we got one more episode of Bel Air. That was really good. Yes, yeah, so I'm really excited about that show and what it's done for um, the cast because these are all of the actors um, on this show. Um, this is their first time playing in a major series like this. And some of them, this is their first major gig. Um, hence, um, the lead role of Will Smith with uh, Jabari Banks. I mean, it's, it's, I really enjoyed it. And I love how they've made a twist on the original characters of Fresh Prince. Um, what's his name? Jeffrey. Yeah. Jeffrey's a boss on, uh, <laughs> on this series. And I love it. He's fine. Um, yeah. Well, I, I can't co-sign on that. Your, your, taste is, your taste is questionable. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't see it. But I love the complexity. Yeah, I guess. But I love the complexity of Vivian, the aunt. Um, I love how complex her character is. Um, I even like the fact that Hillary um, is being presented in a way where she actually thinks and she does exude that Black girl joy. I like that. So um, the, the if I had to have a character that I love to hate, um, he's the appropriate villain is Carlton. I think everybody hates Carlton. <laughs> yeah, but he's an appropriate villain because there's still something about him that makes you empathize. I mean, he's a ter- he's a turmoil kid, you know? Yeah. So um, I really enjoy watching that and hopefully we can finish that series out. We only one show. Yeah, um, we, we need to finish uh, that. We need to finish this yeah. one show. Um, let me think. So what have I been watching? I started Stranger Things uh, season four in general. I waited for the next part to come out. So now I've been watching through. So I just started the first episode of season four. I've been watching my documentaries. Like I told y'all, definitely watch 37 Words. It was so good. And if you haven't watched Dream On on ESPN, um, 
the 30 for 30 of the of the women uh 1996 olympics team basketball team that was really good um, i agree that, that was, was really really good. really good and and take them back for a second mika what was the documentary that we watched and it was chronicling um a collegiate basketball team uh was it pat what's her name oh when we watched pat summons documentary yes i think if you had to watch any documentary, you should definitely watch that. That one, that, even, um, Lady of Troy. I think it's called yes. Lady of Troy. The USC. Yeah, that was really Trojans. good. Yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, yeah. All I the documentaries are good, and I, and I think it's important. We've already said this earlier in the show, but like just to to hear women's stories. I agree. It's so important, like, uh, so good. Um, so those have been good. I'm trying to think what else. What else I watched recently? We've been watching our housewives, y'all. Um. I, I can't I, I didn't watch last season of Atlanta Housewives I'm back this season <sighs> I don't know how I feel about it um I gotta re-watch last episode because I'm still confused on why Kenya and and Marlo was fighting in that yoga studio I, I missed something there I don't know and then well, how um, do you feel about the Olympic medalists um on the show Sonya. yeah I like Sonya everybody I like, I, here's the thing I think Drew is a horrible communicator. She just like her and her husband sit and play mind games with each other. She doesn't realize that she does that shit with other people. So she's toxic. And, you know, I think that Sonya literally was trying to have a conversation with her. And if I had, if I had to have a conversation with somebody like that, I couldn't be their friend. I've I've had friendships like that, that they're no longer my friends. Like if, if, if I'm, if you're making me feel that uncomfortable, just me telling you my feelings. And like, now I feel like, like I'm going to be upset, like, but I genuinely feel uncomfortable and I'm telling you, I feel uncomfortable and you're gaslighting me. That's not going to work for me. And, I just and honestly, but, but no, really though, Leslie, like the, with those two, you don't think that it's that Drew really is the issue. I don't think it's Sonya. I think Drew, you can't talk to her. She cuts you off. She yells, yeah. she says nothing uh-huh. shit. I think Drew is a gaslighter, but I just, you know, this season of the Atlanta Housewives is lackluster for me. Um, I, I, I congratulate Marlo for finally getting her peach, but she I think that Marlo is, yeah, she's a bitch. And so I, I am, um, I watch But I like but, Marlo though. That's the thing. I love that she's like, um, what does she call herself? A, a Monty? Monty. Monty. I'm, but I love that. And I love seeing her, you know, That's, with the kids. But God, yeah. like, sometimes with Marlo, she's, she's not funny because she goes so fucking low. She does. She'd be like, damn. And then the next she time. She goes like, really hey, low. Girl. And then like, if I'm her friend on the show and I'm watching this shit back like they are now. That reunion gonna be off the chain because the shit she's saying about Kenny, that's fucked up. It is. It's and it's cringy. cringy. It's it cringy is. at best. And you know, I just wish that I know that Marlo wants to maintain and keep her peach. I get it. But I think that she I think this is the worst she's ever been with this being her debut season with a peach. And I'm looking at her and I'm side-eyeing her. And I don't know how much longer i'm gonna rock with the atlanta um franchise because it it, you know before you know you could kiki and they had little funny moments but this season 
I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Which, which one is your, out of all, we watch all of them. So which one is your favorite? Right now, my favorite franchises are um, Beverly Hills and Dubai. And let me tell you why I say Dubai. Dubai for the simple fact that, one, Dubai and Beverly Hills, those are the money franchises. Those women legit have money. But what I love the most about Dubai and the cast from Dubai is they're very strong women. They're very independent women. They're hustlers. All of these women, excluding um, the blonde, Stanberry or whatever, I can't remember um, her name. Uh, Caroline, is that her name? Yeah, Stanberry. Yeah. How did she get her money? Because I know she was on the London show, right? Ladies of London. Yes. Ladies of London. How did she get her money? Married, married okay. into it. Okay. So that's why I exclude her from it. But um, three women in particular on that show, I love how they empower themselves. They really put themselves out there and they're not standing on another man's dollar. I love it. And um, so right now I'm really feeling it. And I love the diversity of Dubai. And I love that they're putting a different image and view and you're not thinking about the antiquated view of women in in that area. Um, I love it. So right now I'm feeling it. Um, Beverly Hills and Dubai, of course. And then I still rock with Potomac because, you know, those are the women that I love to hate, but, you know, they're hilarious to me. But right now Atlanta's at the bottom of my list. Yeah, I mean, I gave up on Atlanta. I came back this season. I'm saying her like, I mean, I, I, you know, I read during Atlanta. I, I'd be like, well, yeah, I, I just you do. Really pay attention, but um, I think I, I think I agree with you. Um, New York used to be my favorite, but I don't even know what's happening with New York. They're about to come out with a New York, two New Yorks. Did you know that? No. They're about to have New York, like a whole revamp of New York, and then they're going to have a New York with the O heads. So will Ebony return? I don't know. And, uh, and you know, that's what's so unfortunate because Ebony Williams, when I found out that she was joining a franchise, I was very excited. And for those of you who don't know who Ebony Williams is, please educate yourself because this girl is a fucking beast. She is bad. She bad, bad. And I love that she came on the show and she brought awareness um and she brought about what was needed as far as controversy and it's unfortunate that the old heads of new york they just weren't ready for her ramona was far from ready and (laughs) ramona was far from ready luann was far from ready and the only girl that really fucked with her was old girl from married to the mob leah yeah and and you know um so it'll be interesting when you talk about there'll be two new yorks i'll be curious it's gonna be ramona luann i think dorinda's coming back like the older like the the original people they're gonna have Uh an og one jill i think is coming back they're gonna have og one and then they're gonna have a new one and you know what's crazy is though i think it's crazy for them to be what ramona's in her 60s and for ebony to come on and make her that uncomfortable to where she had to go home and google 
you know, I mean, girl, check and especially when you live in a city like New York, New York is the melting pot. It is the hub of any and everything. When you go to New York, you see some of everything. So for, but that just speaks to the fact that money will shelter you. Ramona isn't a classic example of sheltered old white money. That's Ramona. She's prime example of that. Dorinda is too, even though if I had to think about all of the cast members of New York, excluding Ebony, Dorinda is one of my favorites. Dorinda is my favorite. Yeah, she's one of my favorites. She's not not ignorant. Like she's not sitting there like, oh, this shit's not happening. Like, no, like she, you know, she's she's in the trenches, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ramona. So that's what's making me rock with her. Uh, and that's what's making it easy for me to watch. Uh, what's what are you watching? Okay, girl's trip. Yeah, the girls' trip because um, Dorinda's hilarious. I I hate that Phaedra Parks is on there. I know oh I get on Mika's I get on Mika's nerves because I cannot stand Phaedra Parks. Oh I my god! Phaedra. And Andy is beyond ecstatic. <laughs> But she's that, a fan favorite. They need to bring her ass uh, back. How? How was she a fan favorite? I, I mean, the shit it. that happened back in the day was unfortunate, but she, but you know, she kind of apologized, and so sometimes kind of is not an apology. But I think she apologized. I don't want to say she did it because I don't know if she did. She it. didn't. She didn't. She did. And she went really, really fucking low. Like yeah, she did. This is a woman who talks about the Holy Ghost. She rocks with Jesus. But you went that low, but see, that's where that's a whole nother conversation. Because church people, they the craziest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's a whole nother topic. But um, yeah. So yeah. I, I I am enjoying watching, and I really enjoy when we watch the original girls trip. What was that? Um, season one. With, yeah, season one. Yeah. I really like that. that was too. Too. That was good. I like these little girls trips, uh, little spinoff shows. I, I know it's hilarious. It's hilarious to see the mix of everyone. And I, I don't know if you had this on the agenda for today, but since we're talking about things to watch, how excited are you about uh, the final best man coming to Peacock in December? I mean, I'm ex- I think you're more excited than I am. So you probably want to take my black card. I don't know. but Yeah, your, back card, your black card is about to be revoked because... I think it's going to be good. It's a, it's a show or a movie. I don't know yet. I don't know if it's a series or a movie, but I know that Terrence Howard, his character, I think he's the next to get married. Yeah. And um, I'm excited about it. And maybe it's because, you know, these, the characters of this movie, you know, it's within my age genre. So, you know, I have nostalgia when I think about no, the original genre too. Please don't hold me. I, no, uh, no. I've watched all of them. Okay, Mika. But The Best Man brings nostalgia for me. I love The Best Man. And it's one of my favorite movies. But you guys, y'all are going to have to stay on Mika because I, I really want to take her black card a lot of times because she hasn't watched some movies that are classics and black culture get it together Mika Reeves so (laughs) I'm only only missing like two movies but girl you're missing more than two all right we're not gonna go there no we're not we're not not I'm only missing like two movies guys she's missing more than two guys um okay so before you try to air me out um, can't her lack of excitement for a final best man 
It's not, it's not that. I'm, I'm counting it down. December 22nd, it is marked on my calendar. I'm not I will be down. a place for Peacock, Final Best Man. But I'm going to watch it. I'm of course. Yeah. Of course, you sh- as you should. Yeah, I'm watching. Um, I'm looking forward to Game of Thrones coming. Absolutely. Um, that's next month. And I'm looking forward to the Jon Snow spinoff. Oh, yes. That's going to be good. And that's another thing I've been watching. I really haven't been watching much. Um, been listening to some pods. Um, Les and I are going to the Kendrick Lamar concert that I'm really excited about. So I've still been listening to Kendrick, still been in my Kendrick bag. And how anyone can't rock with that album, you are insane. The man oh, is good. actually talking about something. Please listen. So Kendrick good. is saying some shit. So good. Um and then for my birthday, we're going to Mary J. Blige concert. And yeah, I think we might be going to Lizzo concert. I'm not sure. I want to. Yeah, she's coming to Charlotte. So yeah, is there anything else you've been listening to? Right now. Um, you know what? I've celebrated. I, for those of you who don't know, June was Black Music Month. So I really took advantage of it. And I listened to some old school shit like I took it back back to um listen to some of the old earth wind and fire um maze I even listened to some old school Diana Ross so June was my month of taking it back to old school and I think I'm going to continue with that through the rest of the summer because it's been really nice listening to some of this stuff a lot of it made me think about um my dad like loves train and now um is a silk sonic with bruno mars and anisander pack um they remade that and it's just made it um huge nostalgia moment for me so i've been listening to some of everything um in last June. week i found myself in my luther vandross bag it almost made yeah. me cry yeah luther luther was the beast i'm I mean, telling you and I think that if you have the opportunity, use your streaming music platforms, really dive into, um, I don't, I follow songs and samples on Instagram and it was so cool to go back and revisit and see a lot of the songs that's been sampled yeah. um, by yeah, these current cool. artists and they rate, they rate the song, but you know, you guys, we really need to take it back old school because that's where music was music. Mm-hmm. But I will say that currently, um, I loved Usher's Tiny Desk performance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the shit. I loved I can't believe it was his first time. Yes, it was. It was his that first was, that time. Was Especially and after he, coming off that Versus, child. Exactly. Uh, I'm fucking traumatized right now. So that was Girl, the Versus is fucking hilarious. The <laughs> shit that you sent me was Ray J Live <laughs> with Bobby B. And their attempt to harmonize. What the fuck? First of all, Ray J was wrong on so many levels. Oh, my um, God. I, I don't know why this dude, this ninja... <laughs> The, he should have taken the time to take this shit seriously. Or what was it you said? Just play the fucking track. That's where I'm at with Versus. Um, we're we're going to talk more in depth about somebody's child just running down the thing. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about the Versus on Third Chamber Power recording later today. But like, I, I personally like Versus when they were just 
playing the songs, talking about the songs and yeah. playing the fucking track. This singing yeah. shit, at this point, it, they, before they bring any people on, if they singers, they need they need auditions. Can y'all still I sing? agree. And if you can't still sing, we need to play your track because that shit Girl. right there. I mean, well, it when was- did they come up with a pre a pre party anyway? And then was there for all the smoke. Okay. Like, were they going to battle on stage? All of them were. Because even when Mario came out, Mario definitely was talking shit to Marianne, who sounded terrible. And he literally was like, you can't sing, bro. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> I was see, like, I see that part, but I'm just still Oh, the whole, the whole time. He's just like, he's mocking him. He's telling him, yeah. oh, whoa, wow, whoa. But the pre-show? The pre-show was where it was at. Like that was Girl, that was shit insane. was hilarious. They were, singing, they were singing Ray J songs. <laughs> Ray J was pissed. He was pissed, bruh. And then he took to live the next day trying to justify and I guess clear the air. And he made himself look even more bananas with that. So I hope that Ray J just hangs up the mic because it, it's a wrap for him. Versus need if you can't sing, then he can go back to playing your track. So real. is it will it be a legit versus with Usher and Chris Brown? No. Okay. I mean, and you know, to be honest with you, Leslie, like I think that Usher should do like how D'Angelo did. Usher yeah. should do a solo, you know, Usher and Friends. I think so. I, too. It, it's just because Chris Brown. <sighs> I struggle with Chris Brown. I'm afraid to admit this. Okay, so you guys, Mika does not like Chris Brown. And I I co-sign on it. Um, I do think that Chris Brown is a troubled man. I think he's got some demons that he needs to deal with. I think he got catapulted into fame so quickly that he really didn't have time to like settle the dust and blow the smoke off his wheels but I do like some of his music and I hate it because I don't like the man well Leslie don't be a hypocrite because earlier you, I'm not gonna be you, a hypocrite and I haven't well. I have not listened to the album that he released I haven't you be listening, but, uh, to it, Leslie. I have it. When, I have you, it. When, put, you, when you put your AirPod in, I already know you're doing something. When the AirPod goes in, you're, you're not playing anything <laughs> out loud. I promise you, I have not listened to Chris Brown, but um, I, I'm curious to know what his CD is like. I am curious, but I haven't listened. I think Usher should do Usher and Friends. Um, I saw this one thing, I don't know if it was real, which I hope is not real, but I don't know. It was Robin Thicke versus Justin Timberlake. And I'm like, how did they derive there? Because Justin has written for so many people. Unless Robin Thicke has written for people and we don't know, because I'm just trying to see how does that- Well, Robin Thicke has written for a lot of people. He's been a ghostwriter. He was a ghostwriter for years before he even got on the scene. So that that might be real. I don't know, but- I hope not though, because- um, I hope not, but you see how they killed Justin with the festival in D.C. and beat your feet. Yeah, I still need to watch it. <laughs> Girl, it's crazy. Watch. I need to find it. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. It's crazy. So who, so so let's let's finish this up with I know like you don't really get too, too much into the verses, but who would you like to see? And, oh and, and they dead or alive? 
dead or alive? Yeah. Ooh, let's see. Um, gosh, Mika, that's a good one. Um, I would. I. No one could really battle Prince, but I would love to see Prince do a versus where he talked about. Or he gave us the background of songs and performed them. So if you Prince. have never been able to see Prince in concert, it is an experience like none other. And I think that this generation, now that they're so hype about versus, you would definitely benefit from seeing Prince do something like that. So I put him out there, but I don't think anyone could compete with so it could be a prince and friends yeah so it could be a prince and friends um because he's written for a lot of people too so yeah you could do that and then who else would i want to see you know what i would love to see like a motown versus like if you want to talk about dead or alive i would love to see a motown versus like um temptations and yeah some of that where they did the dance routines and everything that would be cool that would be hot right That'd be cool yeah but if i had to think about current current artists or someone present day i can't think of anyone I, you i really can't i can't think of anyone no one could compete against jay that's my boyfriend forever so i don't know do you think someone could compete with Jay? No. Yeah. No, but he could do a versus. He but could. I see Jay to me is in a category of himself, so I feel like that would be a Jay and friends. Yeah. I'm more yeah. so because I mean his his um I mean you know I still listen to it. I listen to Jay Z's live unplugged album all the time. So yeah, I same. love him just sitting and talking and kicking it. Like I would I would love something like that. And like and then now that he's you know, older Jay, like, you know, four, four, four and all of that. I will, I will love that in general, you know, um, he's a beast by himself. So I, 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 I personally would want to see, even if it was a pre-show, I, I would want to see, um, I feel like I would want to see, um, Fantasia and J-Hood. Probably. Oh my God. I knew you were going to say that. And I don't know why you like these two women who scream and holler. Because that's what they do. They scream and holler and throw their shoes. Yeah. So that's I like, what I like that. And then yeah. I think if they did another gospel one, um, which I loved, I think I would want to, hmm, I would probably do um, Tasha Cobbs. Um, I could see Tasha Cobbs, Yolanda Adams. Girl, not Yolanda Adams. You gotta do hit for hit. Who who else? Who else? Hit for hit. Tasha got a lot. Gospel. Yeah. Tasha's got a lot. Women. I don't know. A, a woman. Yolanda Adams. Yeah. Cece's Yolanda already Adams. done it with BB and Cece. Yeah. You can't do you can't do t uh, Mary Mary. They're 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 a couple. They're a group. You know who I wouldn't mind seeing if we were go take it to gospel, but it would be choir versus choir, Maverick City. And Sunday service. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's that was I'm, my mom was in the in the back in the day. 
But if you want to go back in the day, what choir would it be? Mississippi Mass Choir. And because really, I think well, really you could do was the, elite. You could do the who the hell was Kirk Franklin in the family? Who's Girl, the family? Her, um, Sounds of Blackness. Yeah, but they're not like choir like Mississippi. Well, I mean, yeah, but they're enough. Yeah, maybe. They're enough. But if we if we had to do choir versus choir. To me, Mississippi is standalone. But if we were to do a current choir, Maverick City definitely with Sunday service. Is Sunday service, like, do they have a name? Or is their name Sunday service? Sunday service. Okay. Well, well, I mean, yeah, I think that would be good. It would. I just don't always be liking... That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but um, I know because you're about to. I'm I'm about to. Um, all right. So I think this is good. Um, uh, I'm trying to think any other verses that I would like to see. But what I do know is that they're gonna keep singing and stuff like that. They they need to figure that out because this this whole thing right here was crazy. You it know what would be cool if they did a boy band versus. When you think about black boy bands. You know what I was thinking about during the Puff Day tribute? Why why you don't never have like Danny King or Day 26? <laughs> no, I'm saying that like where the no girl, Danny King CDs were the shit. Oh, I own one, the first one. But I don't think that that would have been applicable in um Puff Daddy Diddy, aka Love. I don't know if I that would have been a part of the so tribute. Because I don't, with one, he didn't fuck them over. Um, I don't think he did. Huh? He didn't pay him. Why do you think you don't see Mace and Loon and, well, Loon's, I think, passed away, but Mace and where are these people? Because so he, he didn't pay Mace? No, that's what he talked about. Apparently, they, everybody got bad contracts with them. We're total. <laughs> I mean, do you ever think about that though? Like, where are the people? Yeah, I mean, I guess when you put it like that. One twelve. I mean, I just saw one twelve recently out there on the struggle bus with two people with a mic and other two dancing. Child, <laughs> I was confused when I saw one twelve. Slim was like, wasn't one of them, right? Slim wasn't one of them. Slim had a mic. Oh, okay. And I don't know, Mika. I I think that when I people. think about when I think about Puff Daddy Diddy, aka Love, I don't think about those people i think about the bad boy era uh, i immediately think about mary j blige of course biggie smalls i don't think about all that other stuff you you outlined i mean i think about all that other stuff too but I, I do think about the other people too i'm just, I'm just saying like yeah you know. and i definitely don't think about daddy kane honey what about don richards did, did you like no. dirty money uh, what what was the name of that CD? A trip to Paris? What was it? Uh, I don't Paris? know. I... Girl, that CD was the shit. Girl, I'm about, when we get done with this, I'm gonna come here. <laughs> that that CD was okay. Shit. I I will. We we're shall done. see. We're done we shall see. I don't know. Don was doing a travel. Dirty Money was good. Dirty Money was good. That was good. That was a good album. I'm you. Okay. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Um, if you had to lay, if you um, so what album do you have on heavy rotation right now? Uh, Kendrick Lamar, um, huh. uh, Tim's play her a lot. Um, 
yeah what other shit am i listening to i listen to the same stuff over and over um i pop into mary cd a little bit it's some other cd oh, Girl, oh i've been listening check out mary's um upcoming release she's in that video and she's has a video come out yet uh, they show. I think the video is out, but go, I've seen uh, I've seen snippets snippets of it. And honey, oh boy, from BMF, you know these women are loving him. But I I have to give it to him when he's coming out of the ocean and the water is running down. I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, y'all. <laughs> um, and I, I'm actually really into uh, Drake's new album. I like Drake's album. Um, so I've been listening to that. I'm, I am excited with trepidation about Beyonce's release that's coming this month with Renaissance. But um, I, right now in heavy rotation for me is um, Kendrick, Drake, Alex Isley. Um, gosh. I've been listening to a lot of gospel lately too. Yeah, you have. Yeah. I the same stuff over and over, but that damn sticky. My drink. <laughs> girl, that is my girl. I like Massive. Mm, that's my shit. Mm. Yeah. I uh, like Massive. I be having to, when I'm making my reels on Instagram, I'm having to make sure like I switch it up because all, all my shit is like Kendrick, Drake. I'm like, okay. They probably want to hear something else, Mika yeah all right so this was good les i appreciate you coming on today shooting the shit i appreciate um, you having me let people know what you're working on and pub your stuff before you go okay um i have some projects in its infancy but um the main project that i want to share today is swill um so you can find it at swill underscore cocktails on instagram um swill celebrates all those things centered around um, cocktails, bespoke cocktails. And um, I really have been enjoying highlighting um, some of the local um, bars here in Charlotte. So check out Swill. Um, And that's what I want to pub the most right now is that um, I will be reinventing. I'm in the process of reinventing uh, my style blog, which is at The Black Effect. And that's BLK Effect. Um, that's also on Instagram. Uh, so those are my two biggest projects right now. Okay. Cool. Um, and don't forget, guys, uh, I do have some, some amazing episodes coming and that I'm really looking forward to. I think I have a guest for the rest of this month, I think. I, I think so. Uh, every, every week, I think. Um, so that's exciting. And then... Um, we got the book club coming. It's definitely coming. I've been working on it. <laughs> it's just, it's been a lot going on. I had to push it. And, um, and also you're going to see a revamp pretty soon of the, of the, the brand. I'm really looking forward to that and checking some stuff up on the show. Uh, don't forget to follow the show on, um, you can follow on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your, your streaming platforms and use. Um, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. It's at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at IJMT podcast. I'm usually always around. And if you ever want to be part of the show or you want to get any information about the book club, make sure you email me is IJMT podcast at gmail.com. Like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.